Luke chapter 1 real quick. Luke uh, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1. Glory to God. And we're going to just read one verse there, and that's in verse 37. So Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it says, For with God nothing will be impossible. For with God nothing will be impossible. Again, we're going to be looking at the topic called Won't He Do It? Let's, let's pray. Father, we honor you. We, we thank you how you've already moved in this service through worship. Now, God, we just pray for these next 35 minutes that you speak to us through your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, nothing with God is impossible. How many of you believe that on today, that God can do the impossible? Amen. Hallelujah. God can do the impossible. Now, I want you to go with me to Daniel chapter 3. Go to, go to Daniel chapter uh, 3. Glory to God. Daniel chapter 3. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, won't he do it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm sure most of you in this building, hey man, have been between a rock and a hard place and you've experienced of what we call around here a won't he do it moment where God intervened, moved in your situation. And we're going to look here, uh, here in, in Daniel chapter 3, uh, we're going to see the a move of God where God is still moving by his hand. Amen. But look at this, Daniel chapter 3, pick up in verse uh, 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 13. It says, now King uh, the, the Nebuchadnezzar, he's in a rage and a, and a fury. He gave command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego so that they brought these uh, men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them, is it true Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they do not serve my gods or worship the, the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time, you will hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, the symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Good, if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Now we're going to look right here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to him, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. We're going to stop right there because it says our God is able. How many of you know your God is able? Look at your neighbor and say, he's able. That word able means that he's clever. How many of you know he's clever? He's brilliant, and I like this. The word able means that he's an expert. He's an expert in getting us out of jams. Can I get a witness? Come on, when you have more bills than money, come on. Here he comes as an expert. Make sure your bills still got paid. Can I get a witness up in here? Showed himself as a Philippians 4.19 God in your life, which means Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all of my needs, shall meaning, uh, shall meaning without doubt, amen, because he's brilliant, he, he's an expert, he, he's clever. In other words, he's saying, listen, I got this, go to sleep. Come on, somebody. So, 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 so look at this again, look at this. It says in verse 17, it says, if, if, if in this case, our God whom we serve, he is able, 
He is able. He's clever. He's, he's brilliant. Also, that word able means that he has all power. He has the, 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 the capacity to cause you to prevail and experience success. That's what that word able even means. Put up Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 20 real quick. Look what this even says. Uh, 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 look at this real quick. Ephesians 3, 20. All of us should know this scripture. Speaking of able, let's, look at a, let's bring out a couple of able scriptures. It says, now to him who is able which even that word able means he has the capability, come on somebody, to do what exceedingly, abundantly, somebody say above, all, all that we can even uh, think or ask or even think. In other words, you can't even ask and even think on the level that he wants to even bless you. But it's still good to ask, come on somebody, because the Bible says you have not because you ask not. You got to decree it so he can what? Establish it. Uh-huh. So it says, it says, it says uh, he would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us. In other words, he's saying all I need is a little bit of your cooperation because I'm going to do my part, but I need you to do your part. Amen. Because I believe super is trying to hook up with natural. And we're going to see that here in the text. But I love that how they said not only is our God able, but he will. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this other scripture. Uh, put up Numbers 13 and, and 30 real quick. Look at this real quick. Numbers uh, 13 and 30. This is the children of Israel. Look at this. It says, then Caleb, he quieted the people before Moses. And he said, let us go up at once and take possession. How do you know God wants you to take possession? He wants you to possess some, possess some things while you're here. Amen? Now, we're not just pilgrims passing through. Come on, somebody. The devil is a liar. I'm here to leave my mark. I'm trying to raise up folks that's made up in their mind that I'm going to leave my mark, that my God is able to aid me and assist me so I can leave my mark. Amen. I want to know him before, as an Ephesians 3.20 God before I go to sleep. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but put the scripture back up. It says, then Caleb quiet the people before Moses. He said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are able, able. And it's sad because, remember, he, he, he got rebuttaled by the other people around him and the ten spies wind up dying and only two made it to the promised land. It's a shame when you see stuff but never sees stuff. I don't want to just see it. I want to seize it. I want to possess it. But you can't possess nothing if you don't believe that he's able. You want to experience a won't he do it moment? You have to come to the conclusion that he's able. That's my first point on this morning. I'm here to tell you that he has the capability, that he's brilliant, that he's an expert to move in your situation. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, won't he do it? I don't care how it looks. He'll do it. Believe, believe he's able. That word believe even means to be convinced that he's able. Look at one more scripture before we move to the next point. Go to Daniel 11 and 32. I love this text. Look at this real quick. Since we're in the book of Daniel, you can't look. Look, it says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people, now listen to this. But the people who know their God, then say if you know of him, but the people that know, they have that knower. See, Caleb and, and, and Shadrach, I'm sorry, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they had a knower on the inside of them because it says, but the people who know their God shall be strong. Oh, you got to be strong when you get ready to be thrown in the fiery furnace. Because typically when somebody's talking about we're about to throw you in the fiery furnace, typically you were flatline. Can I get a witness up in here? But it says, those who know their God shall be strong, which lets me know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not wimps. Yeah. 
They said, not only is our God able, but he will, he will, he will deliver us. And what I love about God, not only will he deliver, but he will deliver. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever, he delivered you out of something, and then he delivered something? Come on. And it seemed like it got to you. He fast-tracked your blessing to you. <laughs> oh, he'll start fast-tracking stuff to you. Can I get a witness? When you begin to declare, I thank you, Lord, that you're able. I don't know how I'm going to get out this predicament, but I thank you that you're going to fast-track my blessing to me. You're about to fast-track my breakthrough to me. You're about to fast-track my healing to me. I thank you, God, that you're about to fast-track my breakthrough because you can do. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above more than I can even imagine or even think. Somebody need to give God a hand praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, won't he do it? Adam. Well, y'all about to make me scream up in here. Won't he do it? Marriage was tore up, but won't he do it? Come on, money wasn't touching in the green, but won't he do it? Come on, should have been dead, but won't he? You should have died of that overdose, but won't he? Mm -mm -mm, about to give up and throw the towel in on life, but won't he? Won't he? Won't he? Stuff that almost killed you, but you begin to declare, won't he? If he brought me out of that, he'll bring me out of this and then fast track my blessing to me. Come on. They gave us three years to buy this facility. We did it in 11 months and 17 days because he'll fast track. All you got to do is get in alignment. All you got to do is get in position and God will begin to fast track. Well, you better hear what I'm saying on today. Look at somebody and say, won't he do it? Uh-huh. Won't he do it? Uh-huh. Let me finish my text. Daniel 11, 32. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out. There's some things that God wants us to carry out. It says that we will carry out great exploits. Exploits. Uh-huh. That's why even David said in, 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 in Acts when he said, I, I, I serve my generation by the will of God. Then he said he went to sleep. In other words, he didn't check out till he did some exploits. God wants to use me and you to do some exploits. I believe that we're in that season where we're going to see exploits, where we're going to see God do great exploits in our world, in our life. Heaven can wait. Come on, somebody. We got work to do. We got people to touch for Jesus. God's about to fast track some things in your life. In other words, what would take 10 years, God will do it in 10 months. Come on, somebody. What was supposed to be three years, God will do it in 11 months and 17 days. Won't he do it? Even the church that we bought this church from, they said, we, we gave you three years. Would you be buying it in the first year? Yeah. I was born that night, but not last night, because each year the, the building goes up higher. I'm not just a pastor, but I'm a good businessman. Yes, I'm pastor still, but I'm a CEO too. We got to get it done. 
And we did according to the power that worketh in It it said exceedingly abundantly above according. See, a lot of times we'll be like exceedingly abundantly above. We stop right there, start shouting. Won't he do it? No, he ain't going to do nothing until you do your part. He didn't part the red seat until Moses stretched his hand out, stretched his rod out. Then God parted the red seat. You understand what I'm saying? There are certain things that we got to follow through and do. But he says, if you be strong, and those that know their God shall carry out great exploits. So number one, if you want to experience a won't he do it moment, you got to begin to declare that God is able. And then let's look at, the sec- look at verse 17. If that is the case, I'm sorry, look at 18, verse 18, Daniel 3 and 18. But if not... So they said, not only is God able, but he will deliver us from, our, from the hand of the old king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you've set up. I love this because he said, but if he don't come through, we still sticking to our guns. If he don't come through, we're still sticking to our convictions. We're still not bowing down to your God. We ain't serving no flute. Come on, somebody. We're not serving no horn. Come on, somebody. We ain't bowing down to nobody. King, we, ain't, we, we bow down to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We're not compromising who we are. You should even have non-negotiables in your life. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have some non-negotiables, and that non-negotiable was that we're not. We don't care what everybody else doing. We're not, uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not down with popular opinion or trying to be politically correct. Matter of fact, we're going to go against the grain because we've been serving God for a long time and we've watched him do exploits in our life. We've watched him do some, we've had some won't he do it moments in our life and how we look all of a sudden that we're going to compromise who we are and who he is. So look at 18 one more time. Look at this, 18. Three, Daniel 3 and 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king. We, we, we're still not serving your gods. My second point is this. If you want to experience a won't he do it moment, you got to have a steadfast, unmovable mentality. I'm going to say that one more time. You have to have a steadfast, somebody say steadfast, unmovable mentality. I, I love this because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they made a decision. We're going to be steadfast. We're unmovable. We don't care what everybody else is doing. Matter of fact, put up 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Put this up in the uh, King James Version. Look at this real quick. 1 Corinthians. Uh, 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 you got to possess a steadfast, unmovable mentality. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Uh, it says, therefore, my, my, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. In other words, I'm not moved by what everybody else is doing. I know everybody else is compromising because they don't want to lose their head, but that's on them. At the end of the day, we're going to do us. So they said, not only, so they just said, he's to be steadfast, unmovable, always. Somebody say always. always. Not, not, not going halfway, but he said always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. How many know that your labor is not in vain? 
even Hebrews uh, chapter 6 verse 10 says, God is not unrighteous to forget the labor of love that you've shown toward his name because everything you've done, you've done it toward his name. God has to move. So again, my second point is this, that in order for you to experience a won't he do it moment is that you have to have a steadfast, unmovable mentality. Amen. I believe that, you know, during, during, in this life, we will have tribulation. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 4.12, it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning fiery trials. Put that up real quick, 1 Peter. Uh, uh, there it is right there. About, Do not think it strange concerning fiery trials. Listen, there are going to be times where your faith will be on trial. But that's a great time for you to work your faith. That's how you work your way out your jam, is that's a great time to begin to release your faith. Because 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, and the just shall live by faith. Hebrews eleven six 6 says that without faith, it's impossible to even please God. Hebrews 4, 2, it says the word profit them nothing because they, it was not mixed with faith. You can leave here today and this word will not profit you. Why? Because you didn't mix it with faith. See, these guys, for them to say, not only is our God able, but he will. See, they were talking faith talk. Sometimes you, we talk about working your way out of a thing. Sometimes you can fake your way out of some stuff. Amen? So a steadfast, unmovable mentality will cause you to experience your won't he do it moment. Oh, we was having church in the swap meet 11 years ago, but I knew, I knew he was going to do something with this ministry. Because Zechariah tells us to not despise a day, a small beginnings. Oh, I was telling the 37 folk, we're going to be in a, in a big sanctuary one day. Them 37 folks didn't believe God was able. <laughs> Some of them did. <laughs> but a lot of them was like, he talked a lot of stuff for being a 33-year-old young man. Oh, but if you say it, you'll see it. How many of you believe it on today? Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life and the power of the tongue. You, you are where you are today because you begin to say it. You begin to decree it. You begin to realize, you know what? Death and life is in the power of my tongue that the, he creates according to the fruit of my lips. You create your world. You frame your world with your lips, with your faith. Amen. Your words frame your today, your tomorrow, your future. Amen. So, number two, a steadfast, unmovable mentality. Go to uh, one more scripture. Go to Galatians 6 and 9. Look at this real quick. This is the mentality that, 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 that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Now, here it is. They're doing good. They're serving God. And then all of a sudden, they get this curveball thrown at them that if they don't bow down and serve these other gods and so on and so forth, amen, that they would basically lose their life. But it says, let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season. Somebody say due season. We will reap if we do not lose heart. If anybody had the right to lose heart was these brothers. They were thrown and not only, did, and then let's, let's look at this because they, they went and got the best of the best. Look at this real quick. Look at, stay in Daniel chapter 3. Look at verse, um, look at verse uh, 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 20. Look at, look at the latter part of 19. It says, he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. 
This king was heated. Come on, somebody. He was so heated. He said, turn up the heat. See, but this is the key, people of God. You got to remember this. Listen, when your fiery furnace has been turned up, all that means is that your stuff is getting ready to be fast-tracked. So don't even trip. Think it not strange. Amen? Because I believe the greater the trial, the greater the blessing. Can I get a witness up in here? Anybody been through some stuff and then all of a sudden, when that trial began to cease, then here come God and you like, my God, won't he do it? <laughs> yes, Lord. So check it out. So he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace up seven times more than usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, before the king commanded, command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the, the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. People better be careful putting their mouth on you. The very ones. See, the ones that throw you in your fiery furnace. The ones that's got something always to say about you negative. <laughs> and I got scripture, Psalm 105, verse 15 says, Touch not my anointing. Do my prophets no harm. You're God's cho choice. You're God's chosen. You've been summoned, hand-selected, and preferred by God. So here it is. Logically, all of them should have died. Not just the guys that threw them. These were men of valor, which means they were men of boldness, courage, and strength. They went and got the best of the best, so they check out. But then you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking on the very thing that should have killed them. Try walking on fire. See how far you get. <laughs> they walking on fire. Won't he do it? <laughs> Some of you have been in your fiery furnace. But look at this. Uh, verse 22. It says, uh, therefore, because the king commanded, well, command was urgent, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame fire killed those men who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then it says, the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in the haste, and he spoke, saying to the councils, did, did, did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? And they said uh, to the king, true. O king, look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking on the very thing that should be killing them. They're walking. Then it says, uh, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. This is what the king at the time is seeing. But he don't know that when you find yourself between a rock and a hard place, the king will slip in your situation. Do I have anybody at the 930 service that's been between a rock and a hard place? You was in your own personal fiery furnace and the king slipped in your situation. In other words, you knew there was a fourth man in a fire and his name is Jesus. Somebody need to give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream, won't he do it? Come on and give God a hand praise.
in this place. Somebody scream, he's able. Oh, he's able. He's brilliant. He's clever. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. That's one thing I ever want, never want to do is ever question God's intelligence. His spiritual being, existence. I've seen him do too much to be looking at him sideways. Come on. He's fast-tracked to too many blessings in my life for me to be like, where you at, God? No, 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 no. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking unto God, who's the author and the finisher of my faith. If he started it, he'll finish it. There might be a delay on it, but he'll finish it. There might be a pause on my blessing, but he'll finish it. Do I have anybody in the building that you know God is a finisher? Late in the midnight hour, he'll turn your situation around. And then suddenly, he'll move in your situation. Because if he did it for Paul and Silas, he'll do it for you. Somebody need to give God a praise. Somebody scream suddenly. Suddenly. The worst thing they ever could have did was put Paul and Silas together in jail. Because the Bible says where there's two or three. He said, there I am. Come on, somebody. In the midst. And we always talk about how he's Jehovah Jireh and my provider and Jehovah Shalom, my peace. And that's good. But we have to remember, he is Jehovah Shammah, which means that he's a God that is present. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Even the king was like, wait a minute. I thought we threw three in there. But there's four. Oh, there's always that fourth man. Come on, somebody. What's interesting is we know three means trinity, but four means supernatural impartation. Which means when you get four people together, something supernatural about to take place. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is get you three people and then Jesus there. Then you can say, won't he do it? <laughs> oh, he's clever. He's brilliant. He's an expert, isn't he? So we see, and it says there, and he says, I see four men, then they're loose. I mean, you know, God wants you to be loose. Come on, somebody. Walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not even hurt. In the form of the fourth is like the son of God. And then it says, uh, and let's fall down to verse 27. And satraps, the administrators, the governors, and the king councils gathered together, and they, they saw these men uh, whose bodies, uh, 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 the fire had no power. Their hair, uh, their, their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. And the smell of fire was not even on them. Which lets me know that they didn't even look like what they'd been through. They didn't even smell like what they'd been through. Come on, when usually you come out of your fiery furnace, come on. You got a couple of bruises and cuts. Come on, somebody. But they came out not even looking like what they've been through. I mean, look at your life. You don't even look like what you've been through. I've had some of you come up to me and say, Pastor, I was a former drug addict. And I'm looking at you like you've been, well, he made fearfully and wonderfully made you because you don't even look like what you've been through. You don't even smell like what you've been through. Telling me you were homeless? I don't even see homeless on your radar because God will do a spiritual facelift in your life when you come to the conclusion that he's able and that he will deliver you not only will he deliver you but he will deliver 
One of them Ephesians 3, 20 blessings. He's a Luke 6, 38 God. Give and it shall be given. Mm -hmm. His word is not coming back void. That's Isaiah 55 and 11. Look at that giving. It's going to be given to you. Good man, press down, shaking again, running over, running over, running over. He said, I'm going to fast track some stuff to you. Run up, put into your book. For with the same measure that you meet, it will be measured back to you. But I like that he says, I will put into your bosom. I will put into your bosom. He will fast track some stuff right to your lap. Boy, stuff will start, man, favor from above. So let's look at this, though. So drop down here to verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel. Now, this is the king. King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, Blessed be the God. That's interesting when you got an ungodly man saying that our God is blessed. Mm, but he, you can't deny fruit. Then it says, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel. And delivered his servants who trust in him. So even the king Nebuchadnezzar said, wait a minute. There's no way in the world that a God can move like this unless somebody trusts him. This is the king saying this. This is the king saying, God must have sent an angel. He sent an advocate to defend these individuals, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he says, no way in the world that a God can move like this unless somebody trusts him. Which brings me to my last and final point. You will experience a won't he do it moment when you learn how to trust him. Because they trust. They said, not only is our God able, but he will. They were saying, we trust him. Lord, we, that word trust means we're relying and we're depending on you. And then they let it be known that if he don't come through, we still ain't bound down. We still trust that our God can step in the situation and intervene. Put up uh, uh, Psalm 37 and 3. Psalm 37 and 3. Trust is so key to your success in life. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land, and I like this, feed on his faithfulness. Anybody in this building ever been between a rock and a hard place and you had to kind of reflect back on some things that he did in your past life? And you begin to realize, you know what, God was faithful then. If he paid my rent in 1997... Why is he going to fail me in 2016? Can I get a witness up in here? Sometimes you got to feed off of his faithfulness. That's why I love David. When David, when he was going, getting ready to go up against uh, uh, Goliath, remember, Saul had to tell him, the king at the time said, wait a minute, this man has been a man of war from his youth, and you're only a youth. Basically dumb-downing David. Basically telling David, get your head out of the clouds. This man been kicking butt and taking names before you even got in the earth. And you're talking about you're going to take his head from him. So this is what I love about David. David had to explain to Saul, I've killed some bears and some lions. In other words, I've had some private victories. Oh, but today I'm about to get my first public one. Because before God can take you public, you got to get some private victories. So we see he whoops up on the bear, the lion. He's feeding off of God's faithfulness. Because he knows that that was supernatural. That he was able to whoop up on bears and lions to protect the sheep. So we see here, and then, and then we know, of course, what happens. He, 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 he takes the man's head off because I believe in order to get a head in life, sometimes you got to take the head off of some stuff. Come on, somebody. 
You know what that head, that head called doubt. That head called unbelief. Anything that will stop you from trusting God, you got to cut it off. Go back to the text. So feed on his faithfulness. Next verse. Then he says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, which delight means if you take pleasure in him, then he says, I shall give you the desires of your heart. But a lot of that has to do with you trusting God and doing good and delighting yourself in the Lord. Then he says, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Whatever your desire is, I'm going to give it to you because I put that desire in you. And I will manifest it, but I need you to just keep doing good and trust me. Do good and trust me. Rely and depend on me. Next verse. So we see trust in verse 3. And then look at this. It says, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust. Somebody say trust. Also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. There are some things that God's getting ready to bring to pass. But it's all predicated upon you trusting God. It's all predicated upon you saying, Lord, I thank you that you're able and you will deliver me from this fiery furnace. It's all predicated upon you saying, you know what? I'm going to have a steadfast, unmovable mentality. Amen? So we see here, let's just keep, let's read a little bit more. He says his servants trusted in him. Let's look at one more trust scripture. Put up Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 5. Look at this real quick. Look at this. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of your heart, not a portion of your heart, but the Bible says with all. Somebody say all. Your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Stop trying to figure God out. You just got to trust him. We've been having church in here for a year and two months because we trusted him. We had to put a demand on heaven and trust the Lord. And look at where he's brought us. And we ain't done yet. We're about to maximize this building. That's why we're redoing the foyer, redoing upstairs, putting new lights in the building, getting ready to paint the whole facility. Easter's coming because people are into excellence. Come on, somebody. When you come, they come to your house, you want your house to be excellent. Can I get a witness? We want them to come here and see a place of excellence. Get them in here. Listen, even Queen of Sheba, when she just walked in the foyer and saw what Solomon had and saw his service, the Bible says she, they lost her breath. And she said, the half of it wasn't even told to me. I believe that's a story of your life. The half of it hasn't even been told to you. I remember having church in the swap meet, and I was going out and preaching different places and it seemed like every time I went somewhere, a church mother would grab me and say, the Lord told me to tell you, young man, that the best, the best hasn't been even, half of it hasn't even been told to you. And my sister Greg, who's on vacation right now, he was with me and I said, man, people just keep, that's a second person. I said, if a third person tell me that, I'm going to scream. I'm out preaching in, uh, out of places, Eloy, Arizona. Is there any good thing that has come out of Eloy? Come on, somebody. You'll be surprised where God speak. And the lady grabbed me. She said, God told me to tell you, Pastor Steele, that the, that the half of it. Greg looked at me. We both screamed. Because the Bible says, let everything. Come on, somebody. Be established by two or three witnesses. Come on. So when you got two or three people echoing the same thing and uh, within an eight-month period, that's God putting his stamp of approval on it, saying, you better take that word because that's a word from the heavens. And I'm looking 11 years later, and I'm like, God, you are able. You do have the capability. You are an expert. Come on, somebody. You are brilliant. 
All you need is our cooperation. Because see, then when he begins to do things, and then we start looking like the expert. But then you better remember, boy, you better stay low. And remember who you really are. You better take, you know what, I, I take what I do serious, but I don't take myself serious. Because I still got to put the trash out on Thursday mornings. So in other words, don't be thinking you all that. <laughs> Romans 12 and 3 says to not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. God is looking for some folks that will love him and stay low. Even my mom is here. Throw your hand up, mama. My mom is here. She told me when I started Kingdom in the Valley, I said, mama, you got any advice for me? She said, son, humble is the way. I said, you got anything else? She said, humble is the way. He got anything else to say? Give me, I need a deep revelation. When is God going to fast track the building? She said, humble. And she jumped up. <laughs> and she even told me that day, she says, I did not know that when I gave birth to you in 1971, December, that I was giving birth to a thing called kingdom in the valley. Boy, the anointing hit the house. I said, oh my God. See, you don't even know what you even got on the inside of you. See, I was sitting in her house that day, did not even know. I thought I had 37 people in me. But God said, I got thousands of people on the inside of you. And I'm getting ready to have you lead to my cross. And I'm here to tell you that God is no respecter of person. What God will do with one person, he will do it for you. Somebody in this building need to give God a praise in this building. Matter of fact, high five your neighbor and say humble is the way. You want God to move in your life? I dare you to stay humble. I dare you to stay low. And when God begins to elevate you and exalt you, your next words need to be, if it had not been, for the Lord that was on my side, I'd be a hot mess. I would have died in my fiery furnace. But stuff that should have killed me, I'm walking on it now. Somebody need to give God a praise one more time. Look at your neighbor and say, keep trusting. Keep trusting. Keep trusting. Keep trusting. Well, Pastor, what if I got more bills than money? Keep trusting. Pastor, the doctors diagnosed me with a disease. Keep trusting. They've written me off. People in my family. Keep trusting. Give God a hand praise one more time. Keep trusting. I know sometimes we get tired in the grind. But you got to keep trusting. Don't grow weary and well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. And see, this is what happens when you keep trusting God. Now put up Daniel 3.30. Look at this, and we're done. Look at this. Matter of fact, go, go back to 29. Look at this. Therefore, this is Nebuchadnezzar. I make a decree that if any people, nation, language, which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut to pieces. 
This brother like, listen, somebody even said an inkling word about the Shadrach, Meshach, and the God, I'm going to cut him. Y'all thought Peter was bad. He just cut the man ear off. They Old Testament, they said, we just going to cut you to pieces. We're just going to take our time and torture you. And y'all think I'm mean? <laughs> he said, we're going to cut them to pieces. And their houses shall be made of ash heap. Because there is no other God. Now, he still believed in other gods, but he said there's no other God. I'm telling you right now, there might be other gods that people serve, but there's no other God. Who can? Who can? Who can? Who can? Who can? Look at where your life is right now. Because you can do all things. Through Christ. The God who can, he can. The God who can deliver. There's no God that can deliver like this. He was like, wait a minute. I've seen God do some stuff, but nothing like this. I got my best men, my biggest men, my strongest men to bound them up and throw them in the fiery furnace. And now they're walking in the very thing that should have killed them and they're loose and there's somebody in there that we didn't throw in there somebody that slipped into the picture anybody ever been between a rock and a hard place and he slipped into your picture and the enemy tried to have you paint a picture of doubt and then here come your God reminding you he Hebrews 13 5 God never leave you will never forsake you and then, look at this, and we're done. Verse 30. Look at verse 30. Then, somebody say then. then. The king promoted. See, a lot of times, you got to go through some stuff before you get promoted. Sometimes you got to go through adversity. Sometimes you got to go through a setback or two in life. Sometimes God is trying to build character. I'm tired of folks that want to be propelled without going through the process. See, you gotta respect the process. See, when you respect the process, then if you make it through, out of the process, then God will prevail you into a place called promotion. I'm telling you today, people of God, God wants to promote you. If he promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you know what, promotion comes favor and finance. Can I get a witness up here? Anybody ever got promoted? We get excited. We get a smile. You know, something about to be fast-tracked on your next pay period. Can I get a witness up in here? Mm-hmm. And let me drop something on you real quick. Small or great. Doesn't matter if it's little or small. It's still a promotion. i never forget. See, see this, is, this is, I believe, part of the reason why God has positioned me. He's given me two things, influence and millions. And why? It's because I'll never forget, I was working bagging groceries on 51st Avenue in Peoria, not too far from here. And I'll never forget, I told my wife, I said, girl, I went from 425, they gave me a, a raise of, now I'm making 435. 
And we just prayed together and started thanking God for that dime. And God said, look at them living in the projects, basically, rejoicing that and she on food stamps at the time. And we rejoicing that I got to raise a dime. And God said, because mm, he rejoicing in small. I'm about to do big. But he got to respect the process. Somebody say process. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting that a dime is our tithe, ain't it? <laughs> ah. Boy, it's so quiet now, I can hear a mice licking ice. They just licking away. <laughs> and I can hear them. <laughs> but a lot of times, your promotion is connected to that dime. You better start sowing the dime. Put that dime. A dime off of every dollar will get you promoted. Come on, you under uneducated, untrained pastor. But when God blow on something, can't nobody say nothing. Even Jesus said, if you don't believe me for who I am, believe me for my work's sake. Oh, he might be young, but he knew I was able. He had a steadfast, unmovable mentality, and he, he trusted me. Oh, if we can just trust him. I believe promotion is coming, kingdom. He's getting ready to expand you. Leave here today declaring, won't he do it? I don't care if the odds are against you. You better begin to say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? My life is a wreck right now, but you better begin to declare, won't he do it? I'm going through a, separate, a, a, a setback even right now as you're speaking, Pastor. But the key is that you better begin to declare that this is temporary and that my situation is subject to change. How many of you believe that on today? That somebody walked in here and God sent me by to tell you that your situation... Is subject to change. God is getting ready to shift something in your life. Don't grow weary and well doing. If you believe God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above more than you can even imagine or think, somebody give God a praise one more time in this place. Don't tell five people, won't he do it? Don't prophesy over five people and tell them, won't he do it? 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 I don't care how it looks. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he promote you? Won't he elevate you? Won't he take you to another dimension? Will he take you to another place in him? Expose you to another side of him that you've never seen. Somebody need to give God a praise. One more. Won't he do it? He'll do it when even the odds are against you. Me and my wife have seen him do it time and time and time and time again. I just want to see some of this favor get on you. If I know I got one thing, I got the favor of God. And more than anything, I want this to get on you. Anything that's connected to the house. This favor will get on you. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you for the word that's gone forth. Lord, we've come to the conclusion that you're able, that you're brilliant, 
you're clever you're capable of doing exceedingly abundantly above more than we can even ask or even think we thank you that you even declare in your word that the foolishness of God is wiser than man Lord move in our life let us leave here today with a steadfast unmovable mentality we thank you that we will not be moved by circumstances and situations but we're locked into you God just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They even said, if God doesn't even come through, we're still not worshiping your gods. We're not compromising. We're not changing who we are. Even if it's unto death, we know that our God is able. We thank you, God, that we trust you. We're relying and depending on you. Mm. Even when it seems unlikely, we're locked in on you. Jehoshaphat thought it was unlikely, but he said, Lord, our eyes are on you. Lord, our eyes are on you today. We're not looking to the left or to the right. You said a thousand would fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand. But you said it will not come nigh to us. Cover your people, God. Maybe you're in this 930 service and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If that's you, if you're in this building today, I want you to raise your hand if you're not a believer, if you've never given your life to Jesus. Is that, is, that, is that you today? Is that any of you? Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you say, Pastor, still, you know what? I'm a believer, but I'm so far.